Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Lights of Show, everyone. Byron here. I'm here with Kim Matis. Kim Matis, how are you? I'm fantastic and happy to be here. Thanks so much for being on the show. You were the author of a book and a, uh, shall we say, a, a, a dream coach. How about that? <laughs> That's an interesting um, way of putting it. <laughs> Um, I've, I've been perusing through your site, frameofmindcoaching.com, which everyone can check out. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you stumbled into this wonderful world of, of almost coaching leaders, coaching coaches, really. Yeah, that's right, coaching leaders. Well, uh, I've been coaching for about eight years, and eight years ago, I, uh, I was thinking about how coaches usually coach leaders and what they typically do is they say, well, what are your goals? Let's create a plan and let me hold you accountable to that plan. And that's how coaches coach. Uh, you know, here are the 10 things you need to do to achieve your goals. Let's go. And I thought to myself, leaders are really strategic. Leaders are really smart. They know how to create plans and that's not the issue. And certainly they don't need a babysitter. Uh, the bigger issue is if they know what they need to do, how come they're not getting it done? What's preventing them from getting it done? And it has to do with their thinking. It has to do with their belief systems. And I thought if I could just get into their heads and understand what prevents them from achieving these monumental goals, then I could really help them. And so that's how From of Mind Coaching was born. What's wrong with our belief systems? Tell us about that being a centerpiece of the problem. Well, we all have beliefs, and some of our beliefs really help us move ahead, and some of our beliefs really hinder our progress. And a lot of times, well, most of the times, those beliefs are subconscious. We don't know that they're even there. We don't know where they come from, and we don't know how they play havoc with our behaviors. And so my job is to find the beliefs that really limit us and shed light on them and help my clients to move them out of the way and trade them up for more empowering, useful beliefs. That's what I do. Hmm. Tell us about your business. Are, do you take on individuals, and do you have a limited number of in, individuals that you take on? Uh, to tell us about how you run your business. I'm curious about that. Well, I coach people, but I have a team of coaches, and they've all been trained and uh, certified in the frame of mind coaching method. Um, and so we don't have a limit on clients. Uh, I personally have a limit because I have human capacity. But what I do with my clients is I work with them in, at the beginning, we set out a 10-week journey. And there's a phone call once a week for 10 weeks. And in between every phone call, we uh, engage in a journaling process. So I ask my clients to journal every single day for the duration of the coaching period. And what I'm interested in is identifying the patterns in their thinking that cause for them success and the patterns in their thinking that cause for them 
let's call it difficulty or challenge. Now, define journaling. Um, journaling is, it, is... Is it as we know it to be? <laughs> that's my first question. But, well, it's, not, it, it, it's yeah. not keeping a diary, if that's what you mean. Journaling is really the expression of thoughts. And in this, in this setting, it's really communicating with a coach on a daily basis. So I will provide a question and they will provide an answer. After they provide an answer, I keep questioning them. So there's a dialogue that goes back and forth in between every phone call. But that dialogue allows me to dig deep and really find what's going on beneath the surface of the consciousness, you could say, to see what it is that exists below there that uh, really interferes with their ability to reach their goals. So you're so you're using Socratic methods, if you will, to sort of get to the chase and get get under the skin of of your of your of your patients, if you will. Are patients the right word for you? I, <laughs> they're not. They're not. The, uh, they're not patients. They're clients. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the Socratic method is is a good way to put it. But the question is, what am I looking for? Right. So, I mean, people can ask all kinds of questions about all kinds of things and they have a purpose. My purpose is really to find the beliefs that guide people's lives. So the way a person thinks will determine how they experience anything and everything. And so if you're having a negative experience with respect to anything in your life, my goal is to understand how your thinking contributes to that experience. Where are these, how do these beliefs be formulate well first of all we're 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 born with a certain dna or a tendency to take on certain beliefs but over and above that we you know i mean we're embedded where where we inherit beliefs from our parents from the environment from television from the media from our friends from the school we grew up with from some of our early experiences that leave marks on us. So these, these beliefs get built over time. And really, what is a belief? A belief is a thought that you have over and over and over again. And that's what's, what a belief is. But here's how a belief works. Beliefs influence your expectations, and your expectations influence the actions you take that lead to the results you get. And so, you know, interestingly enough, beliefs play a centerpiece in determining overall results for anyone. Hmm. Are, are you trying to a discover these these inner beliefs and then b change them or modify them or make people aware of how they might be uh, misguiding the the ship? Yes. So I mean, I, what I want to do first of all is find the beliefs that cause problems for people. That's first of all. So I want to find them. When I find them, I want to share what I see. I want to uh, I want to shed light on that. I want to. I want the client to look at that belief and say, yeah, that's what I've been living with my whole life. And, and then we can discuss what our options are. Is that a good belief? Is that working for you? Is that a belief that's even uh, truthful or doesn't even make sense? And where did you get it from? And why are you holding on so tight to that belief? And what can we trade it in for that's maybe just a little bit better or a little bit more useful? How long does it take typically to diagnose a, a, a belief um, or discover a belief, I should say? Well, I can, you know, when people journal, I can find them really, really fast. I mean, often one journal provides me with a ton of insight. So imagine a person journaling for 70 days and the amount of data that I'm collecting provides a wealth of of insight and knowledge. So, I mean, in 10 weeks, we're kind of pummeling through a ton 
of really deep-seated beliefs. And by the end of the 10 weeks, like a person is much lighter. They're changed. They're completely transformed because those beliefs are now out of the way. Is what you're doing, you know, analyzing people really and who they are and what makes them think and tick and why they act the way they do? Is it, is it deep analysis with behavior? Well, you know what? It, I mean, behavior gives us an indication of what's going on at the thought level, at the belief mm-hmm. level. So behavior mm-hmm. is, um, you know, if you look at a ball of string, it's that, that piece of string that's sticking out that you want to follow to get to the root or to the heart of what's really going on. So behavior is an indicator that you want to uh, trace to see what's going on inside. And until we get to the inside, you know, I can, let's take another example. Let's take an example like weight loss. People know what to do to lose weight, right? They know what to do. It's not rocket science. They know that what they have to do is increase their exercise, lower their caloric intake. Easy. Why do people struggle with it? It's not because they don't know what to do. It's because something prevents them from doing it. So if I say, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to drink eight glasses of water a day, and I want you to, I don't know, jog around the block every single day, just as an example. And on a weekly basis, I say, did you do it? And they say, no, that's just the beginning of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Right? The question is, why not? What's really going on to prevent you from doing the things you need to do? And that's really the important part of the conversation. I don't need to uh, hold a stick over my hand to force them to get it done. I need to understand how to help them get it done with greater ease so that they have no resistance. So are, are you, once you, once you have discovery with one of your clients and they understand what the problem is, um, do you see change happen quickly? Yes, it's, it's almost instant. And it's shocking because you know, when they start to see the beliefs that have them held hostage and then they release those, right? It's like their body changes. They walk differently. They talk differently. They, mm. uh, their energy is different and people notice. Mm. And when people notice, they start getting, getting different results. And mm. it's just amazing how it all works together. Now, a lot of people ask me, is this life coaching? Is this, is this professional coaching? Is this career coaching? Entrepreneurial coaching? What is it? And for me, it makes no difference. I'm looking at the way a person thinks. It's frame of mind coaching. And when a person thinks one way in one environment, it will affect how they operate in another. So if you talk to a leader about their beliefs about parenting, you will see a direct link between their parenting philosophy or beliefs and their leadership. There is correlation. That would, that's what you're saying, correct? Absolutely. The correlation is very high. Do most people have, do most of your clients have specific things they want to change when they come to you? Um, you know what? What they do is they come to me and they say, I have a struggle. I have a problem that I keep bumping into. And it could be, I'm not happy at work. I've achieved this you know, incredible success, but something's bothering me. I'm not happy. I'm not feeling the way I should be feeling in this environment. Or they come to me and they say, I have a, a big struggle in this particular relationship and I don't know how to ease it. I tried so many different things, but I'm stuck. So they know that they want to feel differently. They know, And most of my clients are very, very driven and they're bright and they've achieved tremendous goals, but they hit this kind of invisible feeling and they don't know what that's about or where it comes from or how to break through it. Hmm. 
I picked up on one thing there as you were just talking there, and that is that they want to feel differently about yes. something. Could yeah. you define that important phrase, feeling differently? And, and is that really what you're helping with them, is how to feel differently? That's exactly it. Uh, your, the way you feel is a function of the way you think. So we often believe or misbelieve that the way we feel is a result of the circumstances we're in. But that's far from the truth. The way we feel is a result of the way we think about the, th- the circumstances we're in. And so my job is to really identify what the person's beliefs are around the circumstance and help them make decisions about the beliefs in a way that serve them or don't serve them and then take action. So, I mean, I, I mean, this brings up a very interesting point, which is most of the time coaching is focused on taking action. For me, coaching is first focused on really understanding the thoughts that lead to action or inaction and making adjustments in the thinking before changing action. I have so many more questions for you. Let's take a bit of a station break here. We'll be back in just a minute, everyone. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. The largest event in digital marketing, AdTech New York 2013, returns to the Javits Center in New York City, November 6th and 7th. 
WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get 20% off registration by using promo code NY13WMR20. Meet over 9,000 marketing and technology professionals from all over the world. Experience two action-packed days with keynotes, education led by digital marketing's best and brightest, hundreds of leading-edge suppliers, non-stop networking, and so much more. Plus, AdTech New York 2013 will again feature the Startup Spotlight Series, featuring startups with promising services and technologies for brands and marketers in the digital space vying for the coveted AdTech Innovation Award. Register right now for AdTech New York 2013 by going to na.ad-tech.com/ny or click on the banners on the webmasterradio.fm website for 20% off your conference pass. That's na.ad-tech.com/ny. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Kim Addis. Kim, thank, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Have you worked with sports athletes that are unhappy with their performance athletically? You know what? I've worked with a few, but mostly I work with uh, pretty high-profile leaders, people who are in the media. A lot of them are in the uh, fashion and retail industry. That tends to be my niche market more than sports figures. What kind of problems are they bringing to you that they're hoping to solve? Um, again, you know, they uh, the industry is a really dynamic industry. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of expectation, uh, a huge workload, and these people work their asses off, and and then hit a ceiling, and they're exhausted, and they say, well, is this you know what my life is supposed to be about? What's next? Uh, it, you know, have I reached my my peak? Um, I imagine my peak to look a little bit different. Some of them want to start their own businesses. Some of them uh, find that at the very highest echelon of leadership, there's a lot of conflict and they don't know how to deal with that. And so they're, they come to the table with all kinds of issues. Some of them have achieved incredible uh, career goals and then get fired for no apparent reason and they can't make sense of that. And they don't know how to bounce back from that kind of adversity. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What about the opposite extreme of those that are unmotivated and and are not under a lot of pressure and, and haven't put any expectations on themselves? <laughs> Is there a cure for them? Is there some deeper understanding and discovery that you can bring to, to anybody through your techniques? Yeah, I mean, usually when you see a, 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 a situation where someone is unmotivated, what it really reflects is a lack of alignment. So they're probably doing something that doesn't make them sing, you know, doesn't make their heart swell with joy. And so what we want to do is we want to really understand where is that sweet spot for them? What is it that would light them up? And we, what we do is we dig and we tr- and a lot of the times they just don't believe that they have the capacity or the right or the worthiness to live a life that would have them feel ultimate joy. And so, you know, usually there's a, a misalignment between what they really want for themselves and what they're doing in their lives. And we want to create alignment for them. Tell me a little bit about habits. We, of course, know that there are highly effective habits that people have, particularly high achievers. There are also 
terribly dangerous habits that people have yeah. um, that are often in leadership positions. Tell us of habits. How long does it take to change habits, even if even after you have this discovery of what the bad habit is? You know what they say. There's a saying that you know people say it takes about 30 days to change a habit. Um, my feeling is this: is that when you look at a habit, especially a good habit or a bad habit, there's some degree of um, there's some degree of force attached to a good habit and some degree of addiction attached to a bad habit. And both of those come from a thinking issue. And so what I want to do is I want to help people pick up habits that are easy for them to pick up. Habits that create for them a different feeling that help them achieve that mindset that helps them uh, do things and take on tasks with ease. And when that happens, then it's not such a struggle to pick up a new habit. They don't, you know, discipline doesn't become such a huge problem. You know, discipline with respect to the forcefulness of it becomes easy. It becomes joyful. There's an instant benefit to picking up that habit as opposed to, well, I should and I have to. And if I don't, I'm going to get in trouble. Those are not the best new habits to pick up. Uh-huh. We see patterns, certainly psychologically, with people going through divorce, um, you know, going through trauma in their lives, being fired. Um, and these patterns are so similar from person to person. Um, you know, are you seeing this in your, in your coaching practice um, that, oh, okay, we're, we're at this stage of this particular classic problem that I see? Well, um, <laughs> You know what? People have very similar belief systems that cause problems for them. We can call it limiting beliefs. Some of those mm-hmm. limiting beliefs are, uh, you know, you talked about divorce. In many divorces, the breakdown in relationships are due to the fact that people believe that the other person is responsible for their happiness and the mm-hmm. other person can't possibly fulfill that need. Nobody can. Uh, they can barely fill the, their own need to fulfill their own happiness. So, you know, so beliefs create a lot of problems. They create a lot of conflict. If I believe you should be behaving a certain way and you're not, we instantly have a problem. Right? Yeah, yeah. Can I send you like 20 people I've known that have Please gone do. through divorce? <laughs> Please do. Please <laughs> do just need a wake-up call. You know, what's funny is, and I've just done coaching because I've been through a divorce and, you know, I guess I own a company called Life Tips, so a lot of people reach out to me and say, I need some tips on life, right? But but your statement that, you know, happiness being, you know, is, is the other person you're in a relationship responsible for your happiness? Like, no, you know, the answer is no, they're not. But no matter how many times you tell that to somebody, they will not listen to you, Right. So what you're saying is your approach is different. You actually don't tell that to them. You don't, you don't prescribe to them a fix to what their problem is. You make them aware of their belief structure. Could you, could you expand upon that a little bit, particularly oh. in the case of the divorce? Yeah, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a client who came to me before she was a client, and she said, you know, like, I, 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 I'm wondering if you can help me. I said, well, okay, what, what would you like my help with? She said, well, I'm really struggling in my marriage. I have a communication problem. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, you know, uh, she goes on to explain the, the, the dynamics in the relationship and how there's tension between them and, 
and how this causes her intense stress and struggle and she's not sure if she wants to be in the relationship and on and on and on. And I said, you don't have a communication problem. I understood you very well. I said, you have a thinking problem. And that stopped her in her tracks. Mm-hmm. Right? So very often we believe that in order to uh, increase the harmony in relationships, we need couples coaching or couples counseling. Then both people have to show up at the table because it's a two-way street or it takes two to tango. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, it doesn't take two to tango. If one person changes in the relationship, the whole relationship changes. Mm-hmm. It's impossible for it to stay the same. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I say, look, let's look at your role in this relationship. Are you taking full responsibility for your part in the relationship? The moment that you do, the whole entire relationship will shift. And only when you do can you make a decision whether or not a divorce is feasible. And mostly people make decisions about divorce without reaching that point. Uh So I take full responsibility for my happiness and I absolve my partner from that responsibility. Now I can see my partner with complete clarity and decide whether or not this is a compatible relationship, whether or not our values are aligned, whether or not this is the life I want. And I can do that from a calm, loving uh, uh, viewpoint with no tension. It sounds good in theory, but when you're in the midst of it, it is challenging. It is difficult to see light through the fog. Wouldn't you agree with that? Well, I've been through divorce myself. So, I mean, if I had half of these tools at the time, it would have been really helpful. (laughs) To get through it or to understand what you were going through and still perhaps continue on with it? That's an interesting Uh, question. uh, Well, definitely to get through it and to be at peace with why there was so much tension and why it was so difficult. You know, um, you know, part of the, the struggle of divorce is the feeling of failure. Part of the struggle of the divorce is the feeling of, like, am I not worthy of uh, working on this thing? I mean, it plays havoc with your mind. It really messes you up. And so to get clear, to get to a point where you say, hey, you know what, we're just not in the same place or we're just not aligned and I'm okay with that. You know, part of it is that people aren't okay with divorce. If you can just help people get okay with divorce, then they can move on. I can't tell you how many people I know that get divorced and are still holding on to an old relationship or who still are bitter and angry and, and can't get past it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's sad, isn't it, really, that you, you, people can't see beyond that. Um, I think another sad thing with regards to divorce is a lot of people – um, you know, will will throw themselves out of a marriage for another person, yes. and and then if it doesn't work, all the dependency shifts from the original person you were married to to this new person that you've broken up a marriage to. There's massive pressure, and huge, and once again, expectations are playing into it, obligations are playing into it. It's as if this other person has a responsibility to take care of you because you left your marriage for that person. It's a mess. Haven't you seen that before? Yes, I've seen it a million times. I've seen it over and over and over yeah. again. And I often say when people come to me and they say, well, you know, I'm in a marriage, but there's this other person on the side, I say, make one decision at a time, right? So take a pause from that other possible relationship, yeah. make a decision here, take full responsibility for your happiness, and then proceed. And if this marriage isn't right, that's fine, but it should have no uh, bearing on this other thing that's happening on the side. Let's let's focus for just a minute as we close out here on happiness, right? So 
obviously the end of, of the end game is is more happiness for your clients, um, guiding them through more pleasure and less pain and less anxiety. Um, let's talk about happiness, though. What does that look like for you? Is, is are, are you the coach of, of of leaders happy all the time yourself? Is or is there always going to be something? Uh, that, that's that's a barrier to pure happiness and arriving at a much happier life than than we're all having right now. Well, you know what? It, it's a great question. My focus is on helping leaders build a higher degree of emotional resilience. So, I'm, I mean, happiness is great, but it's not a permanent state, and we all know that. And so, is there something called pure happiness? I I, I don't know. I'm. I haven't experienced it, and I don't know anyone who really has on a constant 100% of the time basis. So I'm more interested in helping people configure or approach challenges or difficulty or adversity. So how do they react and respond when something bad comes along? Do they take the blow and, and stay down for a long time? Does it debilitate them? Does it create for them a paralysis? Or are they able to get up from that adversity and leverage it, run with it, and create something magical with it? That's the skill set that I'm really interested in developing. So, you know, when they're able to get up, when they're able to bounce back from adversity with greater speed and agility, their happiness tends to go up. They stay down longer. Oh, sorry, less long. They stay down shorter. And so their likelihood of, of joy and happiness increases tenfold, more than that. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm interested in. The point being that the obstacles uh, are, are going to continue and the challenges are going to continue to come at you. It's, it's, sure. it's, it's, a, it's about recovery and resilience of those challenges that come at you. It's about recovery and resilience, and it's also about interpretation. So something that might happen to me, I can quickly interpret as perhaps a gift, whereas an, another person who experiences the exact same thing might see it as the most devastating experience of all time. And so interpretation becomes uh, dynamic, and if we can teach people to interpret events and experiences in a way that serve them, they're that much more empowered to move on quickly. I like the emotional resilience part of it, but I want to ask you another question. There are some really bad habits people have that they're carrying through their lives that are that I think are are, are forming these deep seated roots that are these beliefs you're talking about causing a lot of disruption. Dis, disruption. I want to mention one of them to you. So I want everybody listening in uh, to, to to ask yourself: How many people do you know? How many friends do you know? that ask you a lot of questions, right? That care about you, that are really want to learn about how you think about things. And this of course is deep rooted Socratic techniques that you use in your practice yourself to get inside the head of your customers. So few people in this world do that. I want to ask you about that because I've, I've done a lot of teaching and training in the sales area around Socratic techniques and I've studied this my, my whole life and, and just looking at how people interact with one another. Is there anything here that you can pick up on? Is there any signals that you're hearing with just plain being more interested in other people or expressing your interest and passion to learn about how other people think about things? Do you find those people that exercise that incredible gift and skill are more happy in general? Tell me about that. 
You know what? That's a, an absolutely brilliant question. My gut instinct would say that when you're more interested in others, you become more interesting as a human being, and therefore your your exchanges, your conversations become more energetic and more dynamic, leading to greater happiness, right? So, I mean, there's a string here that we're following, and that's my instinct. And, you know, do I have data that says to me, people who ask more questions and are more genuinely interested in others are happier? I don't know. I think maybe they're more open-minded. Maybe they're more curious. Maybe they live more in the present. Maybe they huh. milk their moments better. Maybe they, you know, they are, they are, uh, they are able to suspend all else and really just focus. And that's part of a happiness. Uh, so, you know, like just the, the, the act of asking questions alone may not be it, but the desire, the willingness, the interest is part of their life philosophy, which might contribute to their happiness. So, you know, I, I love the idea. I love the concept. I'm one of those people who asks a million questions. It's, yeah. it's awesome to meet you. Uh, you seem to be very similar. It, it, it's a real tipping point. Here's why. So typically leaders and the people that you're talking about coaching, they're under a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. They tend to be more uh, broadcast driven with how they talk and how they communicate with the world. They're laying laws down. They're making big decisions. They're, they're not, you know, doing what the new age CEO and leader needs to do. And that is to put the customer at the centerpiece of the business model where you're constantly and perpetually listening to the wants and the needs of your customer. And you're driving your business around those customer needs. This is a really big concept now with even things like inbound marketing and content marketing and you know some of the other elements of, of redesigning and re-architecting business. But I'm just wondering, you know, are some of the problems that you're facing, you know, sort of this old school CEO slash leader that's got the power and the authority and is more of a dictator and not a good listener. And maybe what you're tuning them into is how to listen to themselves, if nothing else. Well, I'm definitely having them tune into themselves. And, you know, what I notice, what I realize is even these incredibly um, high-achieving leaders have self-doubt. And I uh -huh. think that that's the biggest kind of, um, the, the biggest underlying issue that 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 crops up for all leaders. So, I mean, it's even shocking sometimes to see what these people have achieved and to see that, by and large, this self-doubt still runs them. Well, Kim, it's been great having you on the show today. Thanks so much. Really wonderful conversation with you today. Yeah, it was great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. How, would, how do you want people to get – who and how do you want people to get a hold of you? Um, come by the, the website, frameofmindcoaching.com, and anybody interested in learning more about our coaching, please go ahead and take a leadership assessment. What happens after that is a coach will be in contact with you and actually engage with you in a six-day coaching experience. It's a complimentary experience, so try it out. I mean, it's uh, even in six days, your life can be completely transformed. Go for it. Well, we all need help and we all need coaching. It's fabulous that you're offering uh, that, that opportunity for people to dive into. Thanks again for being on the show today, Kim. Thank you so much. Until next week, everyone, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Thanks for listening to the Life Tip Show.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.